This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. We live in a world of options where we might do this or that if we feel like it. But for followers of Jesus, certain things are not optional, but necessary. Keep listening to find out more about Necessary Christianity by Claude Alexander and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Judges chapter 11 through Judges chapter 12. Chapter 11. Now Jephthah, the Gileadite, was a brave warrior. His mother was a prostitute, but Gilead was his father. Gilead's wife also gave him sons. When his wife's sons grew up, they made Jephthah leave and said to him, You are not going to inherit any of our father's wealth, because you are another woman's son. So Jephthah left his half-brothers and lived in the land of Tob. Lawless men joined Jephthah's gang and traveled with him. It was some time after this when the Ammonites fought with Israel. When the Ammonites attacked, the leaders of Gilead asked Jephthah, to come back from the land of Tob. They said, Come, be our commander, so we can fight with the Ammonites. Jephthah said to the leaders of Gilead, But you hated me and made me leave my father's house. Why do you come to me now when you are in trouble? The leaders of Gilead said to Jephthah, That may be true, but now we pledge to you our loyalty. Come with us and fight with the Ammonites. Then you will become the leader of all who lived in Gilead. Jephthah said to the leaders of Gilead, All right, if you take me back to fight with the Ammonites and the Lord gives them to me, I will be your leader. The leaders of Gilead said to Jephthah, The Lord will judge any grievance you have against us if we do not do as you say. So Jephthah went with the leaders of Gilead. The people made him their leader and commander. Jephthah repeated the terms of the agreement before the Lord in Mizpah. Jephthah gives a history lesson. Jephthah sent messengers to the Ammonite king, saying, Why have you come against me to attack my land? The Ammonite king said to Jephthah's messengers, Because Israel stole my land when they came up from Egypt, from the Arnon River in the south to the Jabbok River in the north, 
in as far west as the Jordan. Now return it peaceably. Jephthah sent messengers back to the Ammonite king and said to him, This is what Jephthah says. Israel did not steal the land of Moab and the land of the Ammonites. When they left Egypt, Israel traveled through the desert as far as the Red Sea and then came to Kadesh. Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom, saying, Please allow us to pass through your land. But the king of Edom rejected the request. Israel sent the same request to the king of Moab, but he was unwilling to cooperate. So Israel stayed at Kadesh. Then Israel went through the wilderness and bypassed the land of Edom and the land of Moab. They traveled east of the land of Moab and camped on the other side of the Arnon River. They did not go through Moabite territory. The Arnon was Moab's border. Israel sent messengers to King Sihon, the Amorite king who ruled in Heshbon, and said to him, Please allow us to pass through your land to our land. But Sihon did not trust Israel to pass through his territory. He assembled his whole army, camped in Jahaz, and fought with Israel. The Lord God of Israel handed Sihon and his whole army over to Israel, and they defeated them. Israel took all the land of the Amorites who lived in that land. They took all the Amorite territory from the Arnon River on the south to the Jabbok River on the north, from the desert in the east to the Jordan in the west. Since the Lord God of Israel has driven out the Amorites before his people Israel, do you think you can just take it from them? You have the right to take what Chemosh, your God, gives you. But we will take the land of all whom the Lord our God has driven out before us. Are you really better than Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he dare to quarrel with Israel? Did he dare to fight with them? Israel has been living in Heshbon and its nearby towns, in Aror and its nearby towns, in all the cities along the Arnon for 300 years. Why did you not reclaim them during that time? I have not done you wrong, but you are doing wrong by attacking me. May the Lord, the judge, judge this day between the Israelites and the Ammonites. But the Ammonite king disregarded the message sent by Jephthah. A foolish vow spells death for a daughter. The Lord's spirit empowered Jephthah. He passed through Gilead and Manasseh and went to Mizpah in Gilead. From there he approached the Ammonites. Jephthah made a vow to the Lord, saying, If you really do hand the Ammonites over to me, then whoever is the first to come through the doors of my house to meet me when I return safely from fighting the Ammonites, he will belong to the Lord, and I will offer him up as a burnt sacrifice. Jephthah approached the Ammonites to fight with them, and the Lord handed them over to him. He defeated them from Aror all the way to Mineth, twenty cities in all, even as far as Abel Karamim. He wiped them out. The Israelites humiliated the Ammonites. When Jephthah came home to Mitzpah, there was his daughter hurrying out to meet him, dancing to the rhythm of tambourines. She was his only child. Except for her, he had no son or daughter. When he saw her, he ripped his clothes and said, Oh no, my daughter, you have completely ruined me. You have brought me disaster. I made an oath to the Lord, and I cannot break it. She said to him, My father, 
since you made an oath to the Lord, do to me as you promised. After all, the Lord vindicated you before your enemies, the Ammonites. She then said to her father, Please grant me this one wish. For two months, allow me to walk through the hills with my friends and mourn my virginity. He said, You may go. He permitted her to leave for two months. She went with her friends and mourned her virginity as she walked through the hills. After two months, she returned to her father, and he did to her as he had vowed. She died a virgin. Her tragic death gave rise to a custom in Israel. Every year, Israelite women commemorate the daughter of Jephthah, the Gileadite, for four days. Chapter 12. Civil Strife Mars the Victory The Ephraimites assembled and crossed over to Zephon. They said to Jephthah, Why did you go and fight with the Ammonites without asking us to go with you? We will burn your house down right over you. Jephthah said to them, My people and I were in a struggle, and the Ammonites were oppressing me greatly. I asked for your help, but you did not deliver me from their power. When I saw that you were not going to help, I risked my life and advanced against the Ammonites, and the Lord handed them over to me. Why have you come up to fight with me today? Jephthah assembled all the men of Gilead, and they fought with Ephraim. The men of Gilead defeated Ephraim, because the Ephraimites insulted them, saying, You Gileadites are refugees in Ephraim, living within Ephraim's and Manasseh's territory. The Gileadites captured the fords of the Jordan River opposite Ephraim. Whenever an Ephraimite fugitive said, Let me cross over, the men of Gilead asked him, Are you an Ephraimite? If he said no, then they said to him, Say, Shibaoleth. If he said Shibaoleth and could not pronounce the word correctly, they grabbed him and executed him right there at the fords of the Jordan. On that day, 42,000 Ephraimites fell dead. Jephthah led Israel for six years. Then he died and was buried in his town in Gilead. Order restored. After him, Ibzan of Bethlehem led Israel. He had 30 sons. He arranged for 30 of his daughters to be married outside his extended family, and he arranged for 30 young women to be brought from outside as wives for his sons. Ibzan led Israel for seven years. Then he died and was buried in Bethlehem. After him, Elon, the Zebulonite, led Israel for 10 years. Then Elon, the Zebulonite, died and was buried in Ajalon in the land of Zebulun. After him, Abdon, son of Hillel, the Pyrathonite, led Israel. He had 40 sons and 30 grandsons who rode on 70 donkeys. He led Israel for eight years. Then Abdon, son of Hillel, the Pyrathonite, died and was buried in Pirathon in the land of Ephraim, in the hill country of the Malachites. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the reminder of how important words are. We thank you, O Lord, that you grant victory in battle to those who are your people, who entrust themselves to you. You are the God who fights our battles. And yet we are reminded today, O Lord, of the devastation that comes through rejection and family dis 
dysfunction and uh, being unloving to each other. Oh, God. We're reminded through this story of the ways in which a son was rejected from his father's household and yet was needed later on because who he had become as a consequence of the rejection, someone who was now a warrior. And, oh, God, we're mindful of his zealous words that eventually cost his daughter her life. God, would you help us to be mindful of the words that we say, the oaths that we make, the legalism that we set before ourselves, laws that we make up for ourselves and that have deadly, deadly consequences. I'm mindful, oh God, that this is not something that you required. You required of of Jephthah, but that this is an oath that he made up zealously. And so, oh God, would you remind us of our zealous words? Would you remind us to be careful about the words that we say? We grieve, oh Lord, this death. We grieve, oh Lord, the way that children are, are, are used flippantly, the way that they are disowned, the way that they are cast aside, the way they are put out of their father's household and protection, and the ways in which they are not valued. God, would you grant us the empathy, the heart, the courage to love and to value children? Would you protect them, oh God? Help us to be mindful of the oaths that we make. Help us to be mindful of the laws that we set up for ourselves, what we swear to. And, oh God, may we we actually rest in what you have required of us, what you have called us to. We thank you that you are more gracious to us than we are to ourselves. We thank you, oh God, that what you require of us is rest and gratitude and, and love, oh God, and obedience to your word, but not to make up new laws and oaths and commands that have deadly results. God, would you indeed temper our tongues, give us the mind of Christ, and grant us deep love and respect for all people. It is in Christ's name that we pray and entrust ourselves. Amen. Life in God is less about what you could do and more about what you must do. Contrary to the life of the optional, accidental, and haphazard, the believer is called to live with a sense of divine necessity. No maybes about it. In Necessary Christianity, Bishop Claude Alexander unpacks the gospel statements of what Jesus said he must do. He must be about his father's business. He must go through Samaria. He must go to Jerusalem. Learn what is necessary for us to follow Jesus. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S shipping when you use the promo code the word that's promo code t-h-e-w-o-r-d at ivpress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truths table Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God.
Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's get in the way to God's got something to say.